He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey, everyone. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. This episode is actually from our morning show called Good Morning Hospitality, where we go live every Monday and discuss industry news from hotels, vacation rentals, tech, you name it, all the above. We cover it. We go live every Monday at 7 a.m. PST, and I've been putting on this platform as well, so that way I make sure all of my listeners and subscribers don't miss out on all this great content. So go ahead to slicktalkthepodcast.com. You'll see the Good Morning Hospitality tab there, and you can catch all the live videos and audios right there at your fingertips. Thank you so much for tuning in, and now to the episode. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Happy Monday. We made it back to another Monday. I missed you guys so much. Best so day much. of the week. Looks you sent like- us so many messages like, I miss you guys. It was like, it was too much. <laughs> At the end, I just blocked it. I just put on silent mode because it was too much, Will. It was too much. A week apart without you guys in my life is rough, all right? It's, it's Ross, uh... you sent the emoji with the crying face. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. <laughs> Awesome. Well, how you guys been? What's what's new in the world of um, you know, uh, noise aware and and bedroom going on over there? Yeah. Well, I think there's uh, a lot that we can cover today. But I just got back from a an international trip, my first since I nearly got stuck in Portugal in March of 2020. So we'll we'll get into how travel looks internationally now, and then. Uh, yeah, business is good. Things are, are humming along in the U S all time highs, uh, in Europe. I think it's a little bit of a different story depending on the market you're in. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Mr. Ross? What's, what's good? What's new? I missed you. I missed you so much. I know. I know. (laughs) No, all good. Actually, I also traveled in the weekend, but I stayed in here actually on our drive. But it was weird. It just was like when you see, is it two, three weeks ago, people were all wearing masks and everywhere. Now, just it was if there was nothing, if there was no pandemic, if there was nobody with mask. I still had mine when I just entered the restaurant. And of course, I took it off when you have your food, otherwise it's difficult. But it's if you see, actually, people just completely let it go now. And, and huge different with a few weeks ago. So it's, I don't know, I'm a bit, bit, bit scared. Let's see, because you see in some countries, for example, Netherlands, it went up quite a lot when the restrictions were actually kind of gone. So uh, let, let's see in here. Beside the company doing doing very well, still growing, uh, more and more people joining. So uh, we're doing well, interesting things happening around us. So uh, yeah, right on. all good. Well, great. Well, hey, before we uh, jump into the Bidruption report, because we haven't had one of those in a, lo- in a while, uh, yeah. we do have a quick message from our show sponsor, Breezeway. So, .io slash slash gmh so uh we'll play this quick message from them and then we'll go straight into the bid eruption report and kick it off with this amazing episode that i'm so pumped for all right sound good boom let's do it 
Meet Breezeway Messaging, everything you need to bring client communication to the forefront of your short-term rental operations. Sync data from your reservation system and smart home devices and consolidate messages into one dashboard. Send personalized messages with details like property readiness and check-in codes and even assign work orders directly from each message and automatically update clients on the status of requests so you can treat your clients like VIPs. Plus, Breezeway's advanced features help you simplify your operations and drive more revenue, like offering extended stays for gap nights that would otherwise remain vacant. Providing hospitality service means going above and beyond and making clients feel like you're catering to their every need. Start delivering deeper service. Go to breezeway.io to learn more. I missed this intro long time ago. Let's start with the startup of the week. Um, I'm happy to, to share the startup of the week this week is Weeby. Weeby is a company actually um, from Turkey. Start, um, I met Uzgor Zan, who is a CEO multiple times on the Uzakrota event. As you might know, also an award with Bitroom one a uh, few years in a row. Uh, I also met Uzgor. Um, last edition of iMeet Hotel, what was actually held in, in live session in Istanbul. What is Weeby doing? Weeby is an, a platform that hotels can use to actually deliver information actually as a bridge to the guest. So it's actually digital, uh, just call it like, an, um, like more like the old fashioned books, but they made it completely digital. You can add uh, menus, you can add uh, tourist activities. As a hotel, you can manage completely uh, your, your information. Um, of course, there are more platforms out there, but I think that the, the best thing about Weeby is that it's easy to use and really easy set up. And, and, and Uzgur shared me once the pricing, so it's also really affordable for, for property. So I recommend you to check them out. I think also nice to mention that they raised one month ago, they raised $1 million. So congrats on the, the whole Weeby team. So startup of the week, startup of the week is, uh, is Weeby. Second thing I want to mention, of course, is the events part. Last week, we had our technology edition of iMeet Hotel. First time we actually had a different kind of edition. Before, it's always connected to countries, sometimes on topics. Now, it's really technology-focused. So our CTO, Mauricio, was actually speaking there. Um, feel free to watch it again. It's also available on iMeetHotel.com website. Um, soon will be a new edition announced. But again, you can watch the previous episode on, uh, on our website, uh, iMeetHotel.com. That's it for, for now, and Uzgur uh, and the whole Weeby team. Again, congrats on uh, being the start of the week. And now we're moving to uh, Mr. Golden. Good to see you, Grandma, as always. So the theme of... The first half of this year has certainly been SPAC. It's been SPAC, SPAC City. And last week we had another big announcement of Vacasa, SPACing at 4.5 billion, uh, which is quite an accomplishment. So shout out to, to everyone that's worked so hard through all the years, Cliff, Eric, the entire thousands of, of team members at Vacasa. Congrats, the time has come um, and the hard work has certainly paid off. It is not a one-off though. We've seen 
a lot of SPACs in the travel space this year, which should be a good thing for, for the industry as a, as a whole. Um, you know, I think a lot of us can agree that the economy is kind of on a, a razor's edge, but let's, let's uh, keep the fingers crossed that everything goes well for all of these SPACs and, and the amount of money that can flow in to new startups of the week that, that Ross covers uh, can be a, a downstream effect of all the successful IPOs and, and SPACs that, that have happened in the space. Really just in the past 12 months since Airbnb IPO'd, there's been four unicorn SPACs since then. So well done, Vacasa and team, Sonder, home to go Inspirato, all you guys. Um, and that's uh, hopefully paving the way for the rest of us in travel. Well, I think, uh, uh, go ahead. But how big is, think you, is the influence of Airbnb IPOs in here? Is because I think if uh, Airbnb didn't go IPO some time ago, you think the valuation of those four will be the same or will be much lower? Yeah, so Inspirato doesn't rely on Airbnb. Home to go is essentially trying to be a competitor of Airbnb. Uh, Vacasa certainly relies a lot on Airbnb and Sonder relies a lot on Airbnb. I, I think both of them have hit critical mass of direct bookings and they probably get a, more direct bookings than a lot of their competitors do in local markets, but they still rely pretty heavily on, on Airbnb to drive bookings for them. So I think their valuations might've been a good bit lighter if, if Airbnb hadn't gone public. I'm not sure it would have changed uh, Inspirato and then Home2Go definitely benefited being the competitor of Airbnb um, for their valuation. Well, I was going to say, I think we all kind of predicted this right after Airbnb did go public was that how many companies are now like in the special in the short term rental space uh, going to be able to kind of follow in that, that footstep because it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of unheard of that a company in our sector really does, you know, become that, that well-known of a name and brand to, to go public. So, well, to put uh, it in perspective, the last IPO that I can remember and Ross, correct me if I'm wrong, was home away in 2015, 2016, they IPO'd at 3.3 billion, I believe. And since then, I'm not sure there's been a, a travel-related company go public at unicorn status since. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm wrong there. It, surely it hasn't been six years, but I can't remember a, another one that, that has. So, and just to see it in the past 12 months that five have, yeah, right after COVID or during COVID is, is pretty wild. Well, of course, a SPAC is easier than a normal public IPO, right? So the, the whole preparation time is a few months yeah. uh, compared with a few years compared to a normal IPO. So I think also the cost of a SPAC, I think it's, I think, maybe 2%. I just read somewhere compared with 7%. So, of course, the cost to, to, uh, for a SPAC is also much less. So for sure, it has some influence that it's also easier. And I think also the strong influence, you see Lake Sartayer, of course, their influence in there to cash there. Of course, it also is a, has a pretty big impact, I guess. Yeah, and we missed one, Soho House. Oh, 
Yeah. Did they did they stack or they direct list or IPO? Will, can you answer this uh, question? I, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I, I can't. I'll let you know in a second. IPO'd at 420 million. Oh no, they raised 420 million as part of their IPO. But yeah. they IPO'd a couple weeks ago. So is that six companies in the past? So it's six. been a it's been a busy active year. Um Interesting to see kind of clubs and hotels going public this year. Makes total sense why vacation rental companies like Vacasa and Sonder do. Yeah. Um, rentals, all the data has shown it's been a much preferred travel. Uh, I was in, in Ireland this past week, and, and we can get into that in a second. But I stayed part of the time in a hotel and part of the time in a rental. And the rentals, that company was 100% occupied for the eight weeks leading up to my stay and the eight weeks after it hundred percent occupied, they've got about 40 properties. And then the hotel was saying they're about 30% occupied weeknights and about 80 on the weekends. So yeah. still a pretty big difference in rentals and hotels. Um, but good to see hotels are at least 80% on the weekends. That's, that's a, a big bonus. Well, the yeah. place where I've been in the weekend, it was completely full. And I asked them, is there any availability the coming weeks? Is no. Coming six, seven weeks, there's no availability. Not in the weekends, not during the weekend. There was, there was actually a combination of, of uh, hotel rooms and, and mostly apartments. Some of them privately owned, some of them owned by the, uh, the accommodation. Great place, but just fully booked. Completely fully booked. And that's, that's insane. And if you're speaking to people in city destinations, um, I spoke to a guy in there who has two apart hotels actually here in, in Krakow. He said, it's, it's almost empty, and if we try to fill them, it's like with really low rates. Cities, and he said, I also have a few apartments in here in the, on the lake. He said, fully booked. So I think the cities, they will have so much difficulty. They will take a while. I think all the apartments, everything, yeah. countryside, seat sites, sea sites, everything, they do uh, extremely well. So that's why I think it's also a combination. Now, you know, now that the, the, the Airbnb, certification, rentals, everything, they, they do the, they're doing well, right? So I think going into an IPO, SPAC, everything also take a few months. But I think it totally makes sense now. And this is a trend, right? In when one gives the the kind of the, the PR for this whole transaction or going IPO or going public, and the rest is following. So I won't be surprised if more will follow anytime soon anyway. I'm predicting a little bit of occupancy for the three of us in Krakow uh, when we do a live episode. So we, we might do a live episode in Florida at Focus, right? And then um, we've got to get over to Krakow. What we should have really perfect those desks, like everything, like sober. will be so fun. We'll, yeah. we'll be in our, like, our anchor uniforms, just like, all right, and today on Good Morning Hospitality. <laughs> cool. uh, right. We'll be back in hoodies by then. So. Oh, yeah. That's, That's true. Well, but we have yeah. to get some assistance running back to turn some plates, whatever. I don't know. We just have <laughs> green screens everywhere, makeup. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, well, I'd like, I want to talk about the, the travel experiences because like with these, I'm shocked that hotels are at 80% because from at least my U S travels in the last month or two, you know, noticing that the hotels are pretty full, like it's hard to get a good room at a good rate. But then uh, this last weekend, I've realized that almost every flight I've been on uh, in the last month, is 100% full. Like they're like, hey, we're taking anybody complimentary, like bag checkage at the gate. Um, you know, we're we're 100% occupied. We're not going to be able to have all this room for luggage. 
Uh, do you guys think like this is going to continue on in the sense, is this still like, are we still in a travel boom where, you know, people were restricted for so long that they are just getting out or is this like going to be normal? Uh, I guess numbers we're seeing. And then eventually probably hotels will probably pick up a little bit more too. If you see the people that I'm vaccinated, so I'm fine. That's the first thing they're saying, but I should be okay. So I can travel again. And, of course, more of like the, the majority is now vaccinated, especially, of course, in our generation older. So they're vaccinated. So they say, okay, I'm fine. I can travel. Um, now you see a few people which I know they're vaccinated and actually they catch corona. They're still not feeling so well. So still, there's too much things unclear. But I think people were so hungry to travel for one and a half year. They were restricted. They couldn't travel. There was so many restrictions. Now people give them, uh, we always say, only give them one finger to take your whole hand. Right, so it's a bit also what what happened actually uh, when they're opening some events and, and um, festivals. Completely insane was overcrowded. So I hope it will be still a bit controlled. And I think in that case too, to not go into shutdowns again or restriction too many restrictions in the future. But again, people, I can understand that you were just you couldn't travel for a while, and now the possibility is there. You see, if you're just looking in your in your social media, all your friends and family are traveling. So it's like. If they're traveling, I should be fine as well. That's the first thing people say, right? So, yeah, things, things, I'm one point good that everything is restarting again. I think we missed, missed it so badly. And I think it's also, and if you see that you're, as I just said, if you see that people around you start traveling, before it was kind of, if you start traveling and, and you had to tell people, like, oh, you travel, that's bad. You shouldn't travel. But now if everybody does, okay, if everybody, that's the, the people following the mess, right? If you see everybody's doing this, I'm fine to do it as well. So everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> to, to maybe answer your question directly, Will, flights are going to be full. Airlines have shut down routes and they're, they're making sure to get the most out of every flight. They've, they've got to recoup a lot of their losses. So they've got a lot of planes still sitting on the sidelines. Um, that said, I think that's domestically. Internationally, mm-hmm. The flight out for me, uh, I was supposed to be on a direct flight to Dublin. They stopped running direct flights to Ireland. And so I had to route through Amsterdam. Uh, The flight over there was probably 90, 95% full. The flight home, uh, shout out Delta, got upgraded to to premium (laughs) on the way home. Uh, It was, the flight was oversold by 40 seats, but the flight was probably 70% full, uh, which is wild. So that many people now, you know, to to Ross's, give them a finger, they'll take a hand. As soon as you start letting people uh, cancel flights for free and, you know, get refunds or redeem redeem the money later, people don't honor their their seats and their trips like they once would have had to. Yeah. And so there's there's no repercussions, and then they're leaving flights that are forty percent full or over occupied. They're heading out with seventy percent. So that's got to sting on international flights a lot. Um, but well, that, that's interesting to see because the flexibility you could use this flexibility in your hotel, say right. If you just want, if you're booking something, not of sometimes you're booking something which is uh, which you can cancel even a few hours before. With flights, it was actually never like this, or that they had really uh, not easy, or you had to pay a much higher fee because yeah, otherwise you couldn't cancel, you just lost yeah. your money. 
So in that case, I think this flexibility, now we get used to it, right? I just had to book a flight at the AKLM flight and it's okay. You can change it anytime. You can just uh, refund yeah. it anytime till the coming, I think, one and a half years. So, so yeah, that's what's driving the cost of flights up, right? Flights are up 20, 25% in cost. And the equivalent is essentially that they're taking off with 20 to 25% vacancy, right? This it's, is going to happen. And you get used to this flexibility also. For, well, for hotels, you get used to it. For airlines, you, you knew if I can't take the flight, you just lost your money, right? So, yeah. You have to think twice before you're booking it, and now you get used to flexibility. So I'm curious if this will stay, uh, if this will stay actually in the future, or you go back to the uh, strict policies of the airlines and uh, no flight is uh, you, you don't take your flight, you just lost your money. Yeah, I think some of the airlines have said they're they're gonna keep this policy, uh, which is which is great for a consumer, except that it's gonna cost more. But yeah. people are are often happy to pay for flexibility. Um, awesome. When, when I book international flights, I do it months in advance, not days or weeks. And yeah. and you always get a way better price doing it that way. Um, but I'm not sure if it's necessary anymore. Well, I guess you could say like the opposite argument has been a, a conversation for a while, at least from what I've heard, is that everyone in like the accommodation space from either hotels and vacation rentals is like, all right, when you book a flight, you have to pay at the time of booking. And usually to get a refund, it's pretty damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everyone's kind of putting the argument of, well, hotels and short-term rentals should do the same. You book on Airbnb. Yeah, there's now that option where you can pay later uh, and book now, but that cost does go up. And then um, if you pay now, that's kind of been the normal standard, right? If you book it, you pay it. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see. Flights are starting to look at, at that too. I mean, if you're Delta, you don't want to be carrying a billion dollars of liability yeah. on, on your books. It's just not not good accounting for a publicly traded company. Yeah. Um, they already do that with the Sky Miles, right? They, this, the, well, that's what I was going to say is that I think like when it comes to loyalty uh, members such as yourself or like myself with Alaska or whatever you know brand you want to pick, that's where I think those like that flexibility option comes into play. It's like, hey, you've been with us before. We know you're not. Go ahead, Ross. Well, there's the membership coming. We are good in predictions, right? Let's see. There will be <laughs> airlines coming soon with, with memberships. And in that case, you're just paying an annual fee. And then you have your flexibility there. If you're not a paid member, you just have to. You just lose your money. Just. Oh, man. I, it's this is coming. Earned, though. I don't want to be sitting next to somebody who paid for, for their Sky Miles and their upgrade. <laughs> you got to earn it. You got to predict. Let's let's predict this year. We had so many predictions. Let's do an episode about the predictions. They're always right, right? especially mine. But let's see. There will be <laughs> this year, there will be an airline launching and membership, paid membership, and probably with more flexibility. I'd like to revisit all of the predictions and see who has more accurate, Ross or, or myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd like to make another couple predictions. Okay. How many, Will, how many more SPACs this year? Or IPOs in the travel space. I'll I'll do a conservative two to three. I think there might be two or three more that happen. Okay, so the count now. Okay, start first. So uh, transactions between first of August. It's called like this, and then the end of the year. Thirty first. How many? How many you said? Well, maybe two to three. I think it's mostly going to be technology based, though. I don't think it's going to be um, like operations. I, I'm I'm guessing the tech side is going to be pretty heavy. 
I'll that's go for four. Team. I don't want to be the same like Rio and and that's <laughs> I'll go for four. I'm gonna say one. I, I knew it. I don't think there's many more. And that I I actually would probably if I'm playing the prices right, I'm going zero. So I don't go over. But there's always the wild card that one happens. Okay. I just don't I don't know who else is is out there. Um at valuations that would peak a SPAC's interest. But I'm sure there's there's somebody out there that, that I'm forgetting. So Believe me, or, we're in mid, mid December, beginning of December, and there's three of them. I'll just take Bitroom IPO, just to reach <laughs> number four. Do it. <laughs> hey, and if, if we're sitting at zero, you can you can hit one to <laughs> uh, let's see. That's or taking good morning hospitality IPO. Let's just yeah. do it. The first, podcast, well. the first podcast to go public. <laughs> just do it. Now we yeah. get attention before somebody else do it. So be quick. Seriously. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're at almost 40,000 uh, viewers. So we've. Yeah. Per episode. It's crazy. Nailed it. Yeah. Per episode. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, no, uh, Joe Rogan uh, did the biggest podcast deal for 100 million with Spotify. So we'll be the first ones to top it. And, and go public and become a publicly traded podcast. Well, if companies are watching this episode and if you want to sponsor, reach out to Will, right? We just have possibilities there and we have a waiting list, but for us, we want to pick the right one. So if you want to sponsor, I'm, feel free to yeah. reach out to us. I'm turning down lots of sponsors because it's not the right fit. You know, the shoe fits mm-hmm. wear it, but it's not been, it hasn't been fitting lately. Other than Breezeway. We love Breezeway. The Maybe the guys of Weeby, if they're watching, I can recommend to sponsor this episode. If somebody else watching, feel free to reach out to us. Perfect. Just because uh because I forgot to put this banner up earlier. Here's here's Breezeway Love right there. Um so we have a special we- startup rate as well, right? For start well, everybody startup is mentioned as a startup of the week, they get a discount of 10%, right? Will sponsoring exactly, exactly. So we, we <laughs> predicted at the beginning of the year back to topic, boys. Uh, that a lot of companies would start acquiring one another. And we've seen it a few times. Guesty's acquired a few folks. Aperto yeah. acquired, uh, has done some acquisitions. I, I think there's going to be more activity like that the rest of this year, in my opinion, than there will be yeah. SPACs, IPOs, things like that. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some big dollar uh raises as well you know on on the heels of these SPACs and ipos a lot of people want to catch the next one right the next unicorn and some money is going to flow in at, at great rates and then the last piece is private equity roll-ups i, I think the space particularly short terminals and, and probably the hotel world too is ripe for some some pe roll-ups and there's been one or two poking around the short terminal industry. Uh, to, be, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure how it's going. Haven't heard much out of it for a while, but it it's it's ripe, and I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some of that towards the end of this year as well. So yeah. do predictions again. Let's let's continue well, with predictions. I think there will be. Let, let's just drop a few just because well, we're so good in it. Didn't we? Didn't we like a while ago predict that there was going to be a lot more mergers and acquisitions? Like that was kind of one I think we've discussed. Oh, the fintech part we discussed that fintech goes into travel and travel goes into fintech. Yeah. Look what happened last week. This was 
Yeah. Come on. Like, just... we, we, we talked about it, and then all of a sudden, two articles come out about more fintech. I really got the feeling as soon as we're addressing or just predicting something, something just happened. They just listened to us. So, if any I private that... equity people need uh, paid consultants to help with some of their acquisitions, just let us know. We're, we're nailing all of our predictions. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we have pr- lots of private equity people, uh, you know, listening in every every week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we we looked at our demographics earlier, so it could be could be possible. Um, no, I. Who okay? If you were to make a guess on one company to purchase another, what would mm. it be? I'm not gonna do that. I know. I was gonna say it's a little hard. Okay, fine. Uh, when do you assume a tech company will buy an operations company or operations company would buy a tech company or would it be operations versus operations, tech versus tech? I think, I think tech will buy more tech. And I think private equity opportunities are to basically try and rinse and repeat the Vicasa model, buy up a number of the leading operators yeah. and make them public at multiples that are a lot higher than a single one would trade. So I think uh, I think you'll see more along the lines of what Operto and Guesty have already done uh, this year, and then I think you'll see people that try and ride the the um, curtails of Sonder and Vicasa's SPACs with some sort of private equity roll up. I think oh, there will be some things happening in the chains. So there will be maybe, I think, some, some larger chains will buy some smaller chain hotels. I think so. And I'll not be surprised if maybe the chain hotels can go to acquisition of maybe some, some smaller tech companies into so automation, a, innovation. It could be. Well, do you think mm-hmm. there, do you think chains will start buying independent boutique, like mom and pop individuals or more like small chains that have like under 10 properties? No, I think they will just acquire more than the chains of the 50, 100 property kind of chains. So I will not be surprised. And maybe so maybe the Marriott's and the Starbucks of this world, they buy maybe some nice brands to have, but different kind of style. Right? You see that yeah. they have a particular style, maybe in the boutique style, more apart hotels or more boutique style. Um, I think some change who doesn't have this yet, like IHG has an Indigo collection, for example, but I think like a Marriott or maybe like a Wintem, they might go into this direction. I think so. That's more prediction what I say, what I think. Um, second prediction, of course, what I mentioned is for sure some airlines go into membership. So uh, remember this one. And I think maybe some chain hotels might invest into more op- and maybe even acquire some technical automation innovative companies for shelf check-ins and those kind of things. It's okay, let's get this competitive advantage and just own it instead of do the shared technology with, with others. Mm-hmm. And I think one prediction I also had in the past that Apple really go into this this unlocking rooms and everything. And I saw some article a few weeks ago. So another prediction I was quite correct in is that Apple probably move into these uh, uh, self check-ins and automation in there. And uh, seems to be that they will with their new iOS. So. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned boutiques. I think I, I've got, I, I really like boutique hotels, particularly ones that are, that have authentic restaurants, great yeah. cocktail bars, good little coffee shops attached to them. Formerly Ace was, was one of my favorite hotels out in New York. Um, but there's a few hotels that are, that are popping up that are doing a really, really good job. Uh, the line in Austin is, is great. Um, uh, Lifehouse or, or kayak in yeah. Miami Beach is fantastic. And then the Dean, I stayed at the Dean in Dublin. 
And this was an amazing hotel. The staff was ridiculously good. Uh, really cool. Pretty much the only rooftop restaurant in Dublin uh, as part of the hotel. And the rooms were just spot on. Uh, so shout out to the Dean in, in Dublin, part of the press up group. But I, I think this wave of uh, non-branded hotels, people are seeking a little bit more out of their one vacation since COVID. Yeah. And these are great spots, great options. Well, I think um, one of the, I, I think I'm going to continue on the prediction. This will be mine is that a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, trips for business, whether it's a conference or an event or even just a business meeting. Um, I think we're going to see that, oh, my two weeks of vacation is no longer like my two weeks of vacation where you go on a week or you go on two weeks and you're back to working the rest of the year. I think we're going to see a lot of current like travel trends that we're seeing with, you know, whether it's business leisure, um, but people are going to be adding on one to two, maybe even three days, who knows, maybe more uh, to their trip to get those kind of more unique experiences uh, within the destination, kind of like that work leisure uh, type model. I think that's going to continue on for a while because why not? It's actually way more, uh, you have it more frequently and it's uh, a lot more interesting and fun to, kind of mix it in with work. So I think that's going to be a, a common one, but I, I, I think we're, we're on the right track with all of our predictions here. Yeah, it's pretty great. And stay tuned for uh, the upcoming Good Morning Hospitality Awards. Uh, we haven't announced the date yet, but if you are interested in being awarded a grand prize, uh, we'll get those sponsors wrapped up together to get something good. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. We have yes, indeed sponsor possibilities indeed there. So if you want to sponsor a specific category, it's uh, possible. Perfect. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. We'll announce it once it's official, but we're, we're working on it. Some behind-the-scenes sneak peeks. Um, but we, have, we need some good jury because if we can nominate an airline, if Michael will be in the jury, it will be Delta. So we just have to, <laughs> so we just have to make sure if it will be hotel, if it will be Marriott, if Michael will be in the jury. So we have to make sure that we... Well, we can we can we can be in a jury for sure, and maybe some some industry people will be fun. We'll we can be reference. we can be bought. We can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no problem. If I just you know somehow happen <laughs> to get a lifetime membership for Marriott to be a platinum elite member forever and ever and ever, I would. They win. Yeah, they win. Yeah, they win every day, win. every second. I won't even blink. Mm -hmm. um, and we will tell you that it's easy. We can really do those kind of deals. Doesn't matter at all. If you want to have a startup uh, price somewhere, we, we can do it. It's fine. It's easy. Too easy. Delta can easily buy Michael in a heartbeat. So uh, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. The most corrupt well, award show ever. No, 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 no. We have to know. We got to, we have all right, to, let's end this. We have to be honest. Bye, everybody. Be honest. All right, everybody. Let's talk to you later.
What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Podcast.